Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Analysts Podcast, which again, boys, is brought to you by Manscaped, the best of men's men below the way of screaming. Offers Manscaped offers persistent engineered tools for your family tools. I've engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on talents of functionality and incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, has now launched all over Europe and features wireless charging, a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, and comes with an additional guard size 1 to 4 to fine tune your trim. And thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, you can now feel confident shaving your balls, fellas. So join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and a free worldwide shipping with the code CELTS at manscaped.com, and the link will be in the description below. And I think it's pretty bad of myself. I don't know that off by heart yet. A punditry skills, just a touch on that. See, you mentioned the guard thing there. That is dynamite, because I was I was always nicking myself with other stuff before. Hey, get yourself this yeah. stuff, man. It's brilliant. It's, it is. We were, we were discussing it in the previous podcast, your favourite sound, ball chaffer. It's some some uh, gear. Slap <laughs> that on every morning there. No longer am I how no longer am I how can it the jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but look, as I always say, we'll keep the show rolling. I'm joined by show regulars William and Ross. How are you both? Good mate. Very Good. well. A decent performance and I've it's December now, so I'm getting right into my Lindor <laughs> advent calendar. Life can't get much better, to be honest oh. with you. Can you hide money, sir? I know, I just didn't put a couple on the weekend. That's if you got money, you can't hide it. (laughs) (laughs) But there, we're recording this fresh off a 1-0 win against Hearts at a packed out paradise, another sold out. It was great to see the light showing up beforehand, added the atmosphere. But William, as we always do, brief summary of the game. For me, it was an absolute slobber knocker. Look at that for a big word, eh? I've been trying to come up with words for these types of games. It was dogged, workman-like performance, and this does as the list. It was a slobber knocker. First half, it was Celtic's game. I felt sorry for the people who do the stats and the passing graphs because Celtic were just all over the pitch, bang, 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 bang. Second half, Hearts came out a bit more, to, uh, made a few substitutions, attacked us, and they did look quite dangerous, to be fair, in, in some parts of that game. And fortunately, we got the goal as well, but... It was offside, we'll have to be honest, but sometimes they need to rub the green, and Celtic are due the rub of the green now with them. And, I mean, we did lose three players tonight. Welsh, Ralston and Jada. And the Glasgow Hospital, wherever that's located, is going to be busier than ever trying to sort them guys out from the physio team. Your man Tim must have covered some yards on the ad pitch. But when I seen Jada go down as well, oh, it was just horrendous. But before we get into all that, how was your feeling in the game? I think you summed it up pretty well there mate a game of two halves I thought first half we were as good as we've been Um, I think the stats we were over 70% possession and seven corners and I thought we pressed them really well again uh, I thought Ralston was excellent before he went off again uh, especially for the goal Uh, Kyogo just worked his socks off all game he just doesn't stop I think in the 88th minute he was tracking he tracked the guy back right back to the beyond the halfway line the guy just is like Duracell Bunny it doesn't stop, man. Um, second half, again, started to... We were pushing for that second goal and we were just getting caught in the counter a few times, I thought. Um, but I thought we defended really well. I thought Starfield had an absolutely superb game. Mm-hmm. Uh, another decent performance. These are the sort of games and the sort of results that win your league titles. It's not all about thrashing teams and winning 6-0. It's about grinding out these results. 
Um, I thought we'd done more than enough to win the game. We were by far the better side, and I think whether it was offside or not, I think the result was the right result in the end. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree that with the amount of play we had, Ross, it was going to come at the point where we're either going to score a barload or to score one. I know that sounds stupid, but that's the type of game it was. And on this podcast, we are quite crap at the score predictions, aren't we? <laughs> Horrendous. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I didn't make a prediction, but I wouldn't have said one now. So, aye, horrendous. Uh, first of all, can I say, I can't believe you got through the word slobber knocker, but can I say a badder? But hey ho. <laughs> 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 but hey, uh, t- touching on the game itself. Sorry, Stephen, that, that'll be the last time I. Uh, Pigeonhole, poke or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, aye, the game itself, uh, I, I think, well, I and yourself sort of summed it up pretty well. Uh, the first half hour, I thought we played really well. Uh, I think the first 20 minutes, I think with something like 100 successful passes. Uh, so that tells you a lot about how we were playing in the first half hour of the game. Um, but then we didn't... I can't, even, I can't even mind how long it was into the game when we got the goal. Was it about 40 minutes or something like that? 33. 33. Well, give or take seven minutes, eh? <laughs> but, <laughs> 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 eh aye, but I mean, they played, as I said, they played really well the first half hour and then they didn't sort of get that goal, but then obviously they get it in 33 minutes, but they just kind of fell away a wee bit because they, they didn't have that cutting edge if you like and then in the second half Hearts made a few substitutions came back into the game and we, at, at times midway through the second half I thought we rode our luck a wee bit and we were lucky towards the end when uh, Barry Mackay missed that chance uh, that was that was a, a big chance for Hearts uh, and it would have really been a, a real sore blow to take but um, we got the 1-0 win we played really well, as I've said, in the first half. Then we fought away. So you take the 1-0 win. And at the end of the night, it's it's a bigger than humongous result after the result that Rangers got last night. Yeah, 100%. It keeps the pressure on. And we'll have to keep doing that, William. And by the way, just on a side note, I had the test coming on my used to. It's the worst <laughs> time of my life. <laughs> so <it's... laughs> Can I well, just it's, say, it's... Uh, you do the schedule, yeah? Donut. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that? Sucker for punishment, isn't it, William? That's, uh, that's, that's what I am right now. We used to, but I mean, Ross is right to point out we got that goal on the the 92nd minute with Kyogo coming at the, the front post. <laughs> no, joking. We got it on the 33rd minute. Ralston with a fantastic, a fantastic whip ball in. Ah, it is one each. Keep score, that's I'm coming for you tonight. Ralston with a, a, a fantastic, a fantastic whip ball. And the Kyogo, he finishes offside. Yes, it was fair enough, but rubber the green with him. We've got it. I mean, in the first half, especially the way we were playing, especially the first half and ours, Ross alluded to, it was fantastic. And unfortunately, in the lead up to that goal, we'll have to talk about it as well. Ralston, it looked like he pulled his calf and he had to go off injured. And Uralovitz coming at right back. About the goal and Uralovitz as well. How do you think Uralovitz started at right back and the goal? Uh, I thought Uralovitz was decent. Pretty much like what he's been doing on the left. I think he's mm. like I've said in previous podcast. I think the boy, I think he's a fantastic talent. I honestly think he could play anywhere in the park. I think he's got the technical ability to play in 
on the wings in the middle of the park. He, 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 he's always comfortable on the ball, takes it on the feet. He's very, I think he's very much like Kalmak in that regard where he takes it and he can turn and swivel and play, play another pass off. So I think you could put, put him anywhere and he's going to do a job for you. Um, everybody knows that listens in how much a fan I've been aroused in this year. I think I really, really, really hope he doesn't. It's not too long because, again, he's made that first goal. He's actually been, in, he's, he was actually in the middle of the park and received it first and played into Forrest's feet, who then played it out into Rogic. And then he's playing the overlap and, and that ball in the front post is just, Kyogo just needs to get his foot in it and it's a goal. Yeah. Superb goal. Um, so, yeah, like you said, I, it was another great performance, but it is, it's a bit of bittersweet when your your boys are dropping like flies. I thought I was watching a scene of Saving Private Ryan at one point because everybody was just, <laughs> bodies just dropping everywhere. I mean, one player as well, Ross, I want to touch upon, and as you rightly said, I've seen all of them trying as well, I thought Carr Starfelt was absolutely phenomenal and he was an absolute, like, just a presence at the back. It was good he came back because Cameron Carter figures have missed out due to personal reasons. We all hope all, all right, sir, and he comes back soon. But, Unfortunately, as well, it did look like Starfield took a knock. So whether he's going to be fit for Dundee United, it's going to be a wee bit of a concern. But in that game, he was fantastic, wasn't he? Aye, absolutely brilliant, I thought. Um, and before the game started and you see the lineup, you're worried because you're looking at that game the night and you're, you think it's going to be a fairly difficult game. It's Obviously, you're at Parkhead, but Hearts are a forum team as well. They're close to us in the league. It's a big game. And Starfelt's been out for a number of weeks now, and you think he's coming out the cold into a game like that where he's you find himself under pressure. And the last time he played at Tynecastle, although it was his debut and stuff like that, he was found wanting. Um, so mm. he, he probably could have been going into that game slightly nervous, but he, he looked assured, he looked confident, and I have to say that uh, John Tomlinson was right all along. <laughs> oh, don't don't say that, please. No, absolutely no distraught. <laughs> <laughs> but William, see as well on Carl Starfelt, he came back from an injury. He was out for three or four weeks, and I mean, probably Postecoglou's plan was to give him sixty or seventy minutes. But the way the game went, he had to do the full <laughs> ninety, and it just proved the fact as well. I think you're right when you bring up John. He's stuck by him. He, he's pointed out things that he's done more positive than negative. And me and William, I think we were the ones saying he's. But at the start of his career, he was kind of shite. <laughs> but he's grew under that role, and he came back to he came back tonight, and he he brought a common head again, much like Figures would have done if he was beside Welsh. But I thought Starfelt and Wish Welsh played particularly well together. Definitely, I'm. I've been very critical of him this year. Uh, bear in mind, this is just one game. <laughs> He'll probably come in. Oh, I know. I know. Lately yeah. on a plate for somebody next week. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was. His best he's game been decent a few shot. times. Though. He has, he has. He's been, he's been decent. I just, for me, he's just always had that. There's always been like one moment in a game where he he, he would give the ball away and it, it, it creates a chance for the opposition. But tonight he was absolutely colossal in both boxes. By the way, there was a few corners he was making a menace himself and getting his getting his head on the ball. Uh, the aerial threat going forward and and I he was he was superb at the back as well. I thought Welsh was I excellent as well and. For me, Calmac was just oh. again, again covering every blade of grass. There was a couple of counter attacks that he stopped, and he was just everywhere tonight. Again, absolute colossal, just a, a captain's performance. See, for me, the last two matches, Aberdeen <clears throat> as well. I thought he was man of the match. I thought he was tonight yeah. again. Uh, I, I, but uh, yeah, Starfelt was 
absolutely superb. Definitely his best game in a Celtic shot. 100%. And another thing I noticed as well, just sort of quick thing, he's starting to play the ball upfield instead of kind of turning on himself and playing the safe pass, which is good to see. So Posta Cody's Memphis is getting through to him. But you bring up Cal Mack, and we did discuss him on the last podcast at, at Lamb for us. But again, he's a guy that you just have to keep speaking about. There was a point in the second half where I think maybe before the Mackay chance, if you can remember it, the ball just went through the box and one of our players shot, but he blocked it. He was there as a centre-back, basically, blocking the shot. And he got up and cheered the tackle as if to say, come on, guys, get stuck in. And that's the type of guy that Cal McGregor is for Celtic at the moment. He's the, the guy that drives him. And it's just it's, it's refreshing to see a player put that much effort in, isn't it? Uh, aye. He gives everything every single game. Even last season, when things weren't going well, you could see... That meant everything to him uh, on the park. He was still trying like a bear. It wasn't coming off. He didn't have a great season like the rest. It doesn't help that everybody round about you is having a nightmare. But even in interviews last season, you, you could tell he was he was gutted. He, mm. And you could see his demeanour and the way he spoke and all that. He, he didn't have answers. And he, he was gutted that he couldn't give the fans answers as to how we were playing. And he's been given that... We've said it before, he's been given that captain role and he's just grown into it and he's been immense for the minute he was given the armband and he's just no looked back. I Another fabulous performance tonight. And then obviously within the game, we lost three players injury and most <coughs> noticeably, uh, William, Philippe Jada just running, he pulls up and that looks a bad one to me. Looks like he's probably pulled his hamstring. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a fooled her. But when you lose him, and you bring on Maggie Johnson. And we're going to speak about Maggie Johnson here, lads. And oh, Jesus for Christ. me, <laughs> that is a massive drop off in quality, isn't it? Uh, he was dreadful tonight. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I've not really bashed him before, but um, tonight it just nothing was coming off for him. I don't think he made. I don't think he made one complete pass. I don't think he beat a player. Um, that chance he should score, he should bust the net all day. He's he's about six yards wide. He hit it as well. Um, Jota's going to be a. Ma- I really hope he's not out for long. Um, he's in the in the past six eight weeks, he's been by far our best player. Jota, um, easily our most creative player. Uh, there's been games where he's took it by the scruff of the neck, and uh, like much like we're talking about, Calmack, he leads, leads by example and. Gets the crowd going, and and uh, he would he would be massive. So hopefully, hopefully it's not a bad one. Uh, like you say, it's. I was when I was what I was watching again. My dad and I said like when they were all dropping like flies, and then Starfelt went down. But I wasn't. I was like, no, Starfelt's. He's been kicked. I don't, like the other mm-hmm. three have actually went down. They're like with like, nobody around them, muscle injury. Uh, so it doesn't look great. So hopefully, hopefully none of them are too bad. I say Mickey Johnson and Ross takes a big drink of water. <laughs> we all know what's coming next. Time. I, no, like, vodka, is it now? <laughs> I mean, Jada, we've all talked about him. It's fantastic the way he plays. Five goals in five games leading up to the game tonight. And even in flashes tonight, although he wasn't probably at his best, he probably admit that himself. Most Celtic fans would. He's one of these guys who keep on the pitch, Ross, as long as he can because he can make that difference. Mickey Johnson, come on. And we actually spoke about this the last, po- the last podcast when, when we were on. Like I brought it up in terms of the massive drop drop off in quality, and you've definitely seen that tonight. And Mickey Johnson, albeit he's come through the U Franks, and there's been a few games in the past where he's lit it up. He scores some fantastic goals, but tonight he just looked about two yards off the pace, didn't he? 
I don't know. I wrote a short story about Mikey Johnson during the game. Mikey Johnson isn't good enough for Celtic. The end. That's it. He's he's no good enough. He, he, he's had enough chances now for me. I know he's had injuries. He's too lightweight. He, it's evident he's too lightweight. People must have told him that. I mean, I'm a wee guy, but like you can bulk up a bit. He's not made any effort to bulk up. He's not changed. His body's not developed in any way, shape or form for he broke into the team. So for me, like he's been out injured. Okay, can he do... I'm not fully aware of what his injuries were, but I'm sure you can do some upper body work when, when you're out injured and try and bulk yourself up a bit and make yourself that bit stronger. It looks to me like he's done none of that. I just mm-hmm. don't think he's... I don't think the commitment's there. I don't know if he's... It's, it's difficult to judge a guy. I don't know if his head's in the right place. He's all, I mean, I've, I've never been a football player. I've never been through a long-term injury, but I dare say mentally it can be quite draining. Um, but you either go one way or the other uh, in terms of like still like pushing yourself on, wanting to get to that next level. And... He's not done it. For me, it sounds harsh and I don't like to have a go at the guy, but I, I just don't think he's got a future at Celtic any longer. When you look at, like you've said, you look at the drop-off. If you're wanting to have Jota on the team, of course he's going to be the first choice, but mm-hmm. then you need your second choice to be... He's never. It's very rare that your second choice is going to be as good as your first choice, clearly. But you want it to be as as near as damned and Mikey Johnson's a million million miles off of where Jota is and that can't be the guy I said it the night in the chat when when he went off I said put Forrest out there and bring a bad on before I would yeah. bring Mikey Johnston on mm-hmm. all day long but he's went with Mikey Johnston again I, I don't know if he's seen things in training he, he, he's maybe doing stuff in training to, to make Ange keep putting him in there but for me uh, if, if you've not got a if Jota's out I put Forrest out there all day long every day so well, by the Ross, way it's a good point with the, the whole uh, lightweight thing like I say, it was the same thing with Ryan Christie and Rogers punted him out tell him, to, tell him to get mm-hmm. tell him to bulk up tell him to get stronger and fitter and that's exactly what he done but he, Mickey Johnson's just a he's a twiglet isn't he aye I feel like he I feel like every time he comes on as well he looks like he's just trying far too hard <laughs> It seems like te- everything be, is about. It's be. like it's like it's like tense and like anxious rather than just just going. I, I think it's freedom going in and. I mean, I think as well. Like he's probably mentally thing, like Franny had said. He's, Sorry, Steve. He's probably he's probably mentally thinking. I don't want to get injured again. I don't want to get injured again. So he's trying to lay the ball off quickly and stuff like that. But again, as a professional footballer, I mean, you look at him with all sorts of players dropping confidence. A bad the most recent example. He's going to pick himself back up again. We're all pretty certain about that. Mickey Johnson hasn't, as you said, Ross, hasn't really took that next step. And on a bigger level, you bring up um, Ryan Christie going to Aberdeen. Look at James Madison come, going to Aberdeen. And then look at him now for Leicester mm-hmm. City. Do you know what I mean? He went and done that learning curve experience, got bulked up, played Scottish football. And now he's probably one of the best number 10s in the Premier League on his day. So Mickey Johnson, there's examples for him to follow. And just unfortunately, he hasn't quite grabs that they took that opportunity and, and as you said Ross I'll come to yourself and if there's do you think in the case going forward if 
if he if it's a bad turn, he's out for six or seven weeks. Is it a case of Forrest going to the left and the batter to the right and Cool go for the middle? I definitely that's what I would go with, a hundred percent. It frustrates the life out of me because Angie's style should suit Johnson's game. Yeah, he's all about wingers and 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 speed and attacking fullbacks and getting balls into the box, and that's what Mickey Johnson's built for. But he's just not showing it. Uh, I for me, I would definitely go Forrest and Abad on the wings if if Jot is out um, <coughs> uh, for a while. That's that's definitely the way I would go. Fingers crossed, he hasn't, though, eh? Yeah. I know. And then obviously, <laughs> that brings in the question for January. Some squad depth is definitely needed. And that was definitely evident tonight as well. And he's always we spoke like, of him. He's, he's still got Go the ahead, option. I know, I know we all hate it and we don't want it to happen, but he's all he's, he's still got the option putting Kyogo out on the left and, and playing Ooh. one of the. I would like to see a bit more of Giamakis or Giacomo. Oh, yeah, I agree with that, Wally. Aye. So, I mean, and see this, see this sort of style we play. Like, and I'm in no way saying that Kyogo shouldn't play through the middle. He's our number one striker by a country mile. His movement's unbelievable, and he's our number one striker and should be playing there 99.9% of the time. But in that team, with that style of play, Big Geo should be scoring goals for fun. If we're getting out to the wingers and we're getting balls in the box and set plays and we've got Turnbull who's can put it on a 50-pence piece, um, he, he should be scoring goals for fun. Uh, so I'd like to see a bit more of him if we can mm-hmm. I agree a name that kept coming to my head that's going to be another year of Yarzik moment here fellas so strap yourselves in <laughs> but we're, we're, talk, we're talking about obviously strikers strikers <laughs> with like a, an aerial presence and I turned to McGrath that night and said to him this would be a perfect game for like if remember Jan Finnegar Hasselink just bang he would have been on the end of probably 90% of them balls into the box leading up to their goals, you know what I mean? That's the type of player we're missing. And as you rightly said, Yakimakis, Giamakis, whatever way you want to call him, he's unfortunately been injured. Most of his time he's been at Celtic and never really had a chance. Um, here's hoping he does come in, into the squad and, and does a job for us, But because it's going to be important that was a couple of January and the games and stuff. But we speak about misses. Ross and James Forrest, for me, missed two sitters. The first, the, the, the first one... On replay, yes, it shows that Craig Gordon's punched the ball into his foot. Obviously, it rebounded off him. He didn't quite control it. That's what passed the net. But the second moment he got laid in, I was like, oh. I've never seen someone telegraph a finish so much in all my life, to be honest. What was your opinion on his misses? I'm actually trying to remember the second one. It's totally slipped my mind. Kyogo played it's the one and he was one-on-one with yeah. Gordon. He saved it with his foot. Aye, aye, aye. You're saying to me there and I'm going, oh, I can't mind that second chance. Aye, <laughs> 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 uh, aye, he's got to score, aye. Of course he has. He's one and one with the keeper. Maybe he's got too much time to think about it, but uh, the first one, I think, I wouldn't say it's a sitter as such. Uh, you said it yourself, Gordon's got that. You see it in the replay. He's got, he's got like a touch when he's stretching Gordon, but then just before Forrest makes connection, he gets another touch again, like that's totally unexpected, and it pushes it towards Forrest's like sort of foot shin, and it just rebounds off him and hits the post. So you can't really legislate for that. It's, you you probably have to say it's good goalkeeping by Gordon because it's slightly, maybe not as good, but slightly similar to the save that Joe Hart made uh, last Thursday, and. We, we, well, I mean, Wally had a go at that 
the Leverkusen striker for that. He's got to like just take the keeper. the keeper. Aye, I think where that isn't as similar with the Forest one is he's not got that opportunity to wipe out the keeper. He thinks he's just going to put that in, and Gordon gets an abnormal touch really because it, it, it doesn't go the way you expect it. You expect it to shoot away to the side, but he actually knocks it towards Forrest. So, aye, he probably should take one and the other one. You can't really legislate for the way it rebound, rebounds off him. What about yourself, William? What about myself? Should he score? In terms of the, in terms of the misses, <laughs> yeah. Uh, first one, uh, I think... I think we're talking about Susan there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first one... <laughs> First one, uh, I like no. I, I think Ross is bang on. Second one, he's got to score all day long. If he lifts it, if he lifts the ball mm-hmm. rather than playing it along a deck, it's, it's a goal all day. Can, by the way, yeah. we need to we need to talk about. I don't know if you're going to go on there, but you hate to talk about Big Tom. Oh, well, like, big injury, and he was absolutely electric again. And another one, <laughs> just back injury, and there was points in the game that I thought the Hearts players were. It was an addition for the WWE because he's just skinning them and they're all trying to grapple him to the ground. He's that. He's just that Aye. good. His feet are just... It, I don't know. See when he retires, he should go on Strictly because he's winning it. <coughs> need, need bother with the feet just go. Hon- <laughs> see, honestly, I totally agree with you. Like, I was sitting there, like, sometimes you look at him, he, he doesn't look like a strong guy, but his strength and durability, like, at times is no limits like Wally says they were trying to like wrestle him in the ground and yeah. he, he just kept going he, he stayed on his feet and I was sitting there like in Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. he's not human <laughs> he is like a piece of iron <laughs> it's unbelievable see as well, see, uh, see as a as a as a unit as well like I'm a massive David Turnbull fan I think he's he's an unbelievable player but in the number 10 we are s- such a better free-flowing attacking football side with, with Rogic in that mm-hmm. position. And, uh, nice. and uh, it's just uh, like Turnbull can't take the ball into feet with his back to goal and spin mm-hmm. three men and take two or three men out of the game and play a pass like mm-hmm. Rogic does. And uh, he's just magic for me. Absolutely It's magic. great to watch. It's great to watch when he does it. My favourite thing is when he takes the ball in the half turn. I, I love it because he just gets his body in a position between him and the, the defender, and he just spins him, plays a free ball or whatever, he plays it out wide. He's, he's an absolutely sublime player. And I think, mm-hmm. as you said, number 10 should be his. Turnbull's playing slightly deeper, McGregor playing the number six. I think that's probably how Postacone wants to go going forward. Another thing as well, I mean, with any with, with a back four of Juralovic, Beton, Starfelt and Montgomery. Now, if injuries go bad and they go south and the, the, the likes of Fickers is out for three weeks for personal reasons. Obviously, don't know what that is. A game of wishing well. Um, Welsh has went off of an injury. And Ralston, would you be confident getting into these hectic schedules, William, with that back four? Um, yes, and no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like, I think they're, I think they're still... Like, that back four is good enough to win most games, I think. Um, but... The way we play, it's not a coincidence that these guys are going down with muscle injuries because we're yeah. such a high-intensive pressing game we play. Um, a few more injuries and we might be um, lacking. I don't think we've got... Have we got any other centre-halves? Not have we? You're a giddy. Oh, yeah. You're a giddy. We can maybe mm. put Liam Shaw in midfield. <laughs> Bring back Liam Shaw. 
<laughs> Free the show. <laughs> but on on the on the back four, you always take me down some road somewhere. On the back four, Ross. In terms of obviously, I mean Williams, right? There's internationals in that back four. Juranovic, top player for Croatia. Beaton, captain for Israel. Starfelt starts for Sweden. You should be confident enough, but we've seen it all too many times. And I thought, especially in the second half, Hearts did cause problems towards the last 10 minutes of that game. For me, like looking at the next 10 games, we can't really afford to drop points. And it's just a bit, wee, a bit iffy with that back four, isn't it? Well, of course, it, it's, not your, it's not your first choice. But we're, we're assuming that Carter Vickers is going to be out for more than one game here. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Juranovic on the right, I'm happy with. I thought I think Ralston's been brilliant, but he's came he's come on to the right hand side the night and he's it's not changed any, really. Uh, in actual fact, I felt that obviously that's his preferred position and I felt he looked more comfortable there, in my opinion. Uh, and even right down to the point where he got a shot off with his right foot. Yeah, I've never seen him in the left back position getting in that position and getting a shot away. I know he blamed it over the bar, but I've never seen him getting a, a shot away in the left-back position. And he was played played there the night for, I don't know, best part of an hour. And he, he got in a position to get a shot off. Again, he didn't score, but by the by. But uh, Montgomery, I thought, came in and done all right the night. Uh, I would, again, not long-term, but I would be okay and for the next maybe three games, four games, I can't mind exactly who we're playing. Uh, but domestically, I think we can get by. Uh, but And then you've got Starfield and Beaton, who I think domestically, again, can get us get, get by and get us through. But it's not our preferred choice, obviously. But I, I still think we going to... Who do we play next in the league? Dundee United. Dundee United. At Tannadice. Yeah. Right. I still think going there with that back four, you, you, you would still fancy us to win because of the firepower we've got. Um, I'm not saying we would keep a clean sheet, but <laughs> I, I would still fancy us to win with the firepower we've got. Uh, so, again, like we've alluded to, we need to add to the squad. It's yeah. evident, and especially when... They're dropping like flies the night. It was like a blinking episode episode of casualty on a Saturday night. <laughs> uh, but aye. What's the latest with skills? God, I, I know, have no idea. No idea. Because he can play both centre half and left back, can he? He can. Yeah, he can. not getting put in. As far as we all know, I think Postacone hasn't said he has a fit. It's just one of them things again. He signed and he probably won't get much of a look in. And that's just the way it is. It's mm-hmm. again just a waste of money for me. Unless he comes good, which again I'll be made to eat my words like he always has. But look, we, we cover every aspect of the game, William, and that includes the good and the bad. And there was unfortunately some bad scenes at the corner of the Green Brigade tonight. And Byron McKay got over to hit the. the the corner kick, not once but twice, got objects for it on the second time. It looked like a, a full battle of party. It got chucked and hit him, hit him on the back. It's, again, it's not needed, is it? 
No, there are there are other energy drinks out there as well, by the way, folks. We're not sponsored mm. by them, so don't go out and buy it. Um, oh, what's Manscaped? Don't worry. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just nonsense again, isn't it? I mean, I mean, we've talked about them a lot on this on this pod before, and they do so much good. They really do. But it's these sort of stupid things that that's that hit the back pages, not the good stuff. So it just gives us a bad rep. Some shot right enough. I thought it was Phil the Power Taylor in the crowd. <laughs> I, I can see it was super, but and it was every time he went over, it's just you're sitting with your head in your hands, just thinking, for God's sake. Just like I say, that's the stuff that hits the back pages, not the good stuff. So um yeah, just nonsense. Cut it out. Exactly, Ross. And again, it'll probably result in another thing and hopefully not any stadium closures or anything like that because we definitely don't need that. And that's probably the games we need every fan, every supporter behind the team. Seeing it on the TV, obviously, I don't know if Barry McKay, I'm not making the excuse, winded, winded them up at one point of the game, but he didn't annoy me. He's not a, like an ex-ranger player who gets on my nerves and there's plenty out there. He's just Barry McKay. <laughs> that's, that's all he is to me. And I don't know why they took issue with him. And even if they did take issue, just shout at him, chant at him like they always usually do. But Throwing battles and throwing objects is just uncalled for. Aye. I, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Barry Mackay or Chris Boyd. You just shouldn't mm. throw stuff at a player on the pitch. As much as, again, a half brick would they for Chris <laughs> Boyd, you, you, you're, you're not going to do it. <laughs> well. it's, it's, <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> uh, but aye, it's, again, it's just bringing shame on the club and it just makes... It makes the whole support look daft because, as they always do, the media and whoever else will tar us all with the same brush. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's it's, what, that's, it's, it's no that's needed. A, that's the sort of thing that frustrates the life out of me as a Celtic fan. And it's from from the outside in, people that, that have no interest in football, when it comes to Celtic and the Rangers, it's everything's about sectarianism or abuse or just all that sort of stuff and us the majority is football fans we just love our football and we love our club and we want to watch we want to watch the games and and it annoys life out of me because the common theme or whatever people from the outside think is that's what it's all about and it's not we love football and we love our club we're no <laughs> interested in any of that and that's the sort of stuff that brings it in a repute and it frustrates the life out of me yeah I 100% agree and I think we all echo it in the podcast just don't be doing super stuff like that, lads, and continue what you're doing, all the good stuff, and keep that up, but just cut it all out in terms of throwing objects and things like that. It's just not needed around Celtic Park. And look, we'll move on, obviously, to the weekend's game that Ross didn't even know was happening, but we're playing on the United. <laughs> I, I couldn't mind. We're, got... we're actually all going to watch it together, too. I Sunday. know. I just totally <laughs> forgot. I've got the big Kerrydale Sweet Christmas podcast night out on my mind. <laughs> we might not see the game, to be fair. I will. Uh, well, that, that's that could be a sketchy one. Don't worry about that. But like we're <laughs> we're playing um Dundee United at Tandice, William, and I mean the storm apparently wrecked one of their stands, and it was a bit if touch and go if it would go ahead. But Dundee United have confirmed that it will go ahead. But one of their stands will be closed. I don't know if that affects the away support. Not quite yeah, sure the name of the stand. So, uh, so it's the away stand. Yeah, yeah. that'll be closed. Uh, I, think I, will. So. I think they mentioned it in the game tonight that there's going to be. Um, some of my away fans that I'm, I'm going to they'll have to get a ticket so you even bust or something so, yeah. so obviously the, the allocation of the away support will be down but get into the game obviously off the back of this victory a couple of hard fought wins 
Dundee United, they drew one each of Ross County and then they'd lost 1-0 to Motherwell in their last game. They're not on good form themselves. I mean, plenty of people rave about their manager, Tom Courts, to say he's, he's a good tactician. The early form was good in the league. They've got an ex-Selton, Charlie Mulgrew, all that kind of thing. But how are you feeling into the game? I think it'll be much the same as the last two games, I think. <clears throat> um, like you said, they've had a good start. Uh, they've not been great going forward, but they're, they're, they've been shutting up shop at the back. So I think it'll be similar to uh, this game, the Hearts game and the Aberdeen game. I think we'll, uh, we'll have to break them down. But I don't see them causing us too much threat going forward. I actually watched their game on Tuesday night against Motherwell and they didn't they didn't look up to much at all. So... Um, Saying that, they've I think they've been quite inconsistent all year, so they, they can they can turn up on the day and uh, and do the business. But I think we'll be more capable of breaking them down and, and getting getting another win, another three points, and keep trying to put the pressure up on uh, their neighbours. I take it well. That was the game that Tony Watt scored that fantastic goal, wasn't it? What huh? a goal, by the way! You see it. I seen it, aye, but I didn't oh. realise who we were playing until I actually spoke it out there in my mouth. Aye, <laughs> He's the aye, top aye, scorer aye. in the league, the new by the way. I know he is. Would you take him? Nah. In a fight? No. <laughs> Back at, why are you always want the fight, people, man? Back at Celtic. <laughs> by the way, they played them. Motherwell played them on the left wing on uh, Tuesday night as well. And he was he worked his socks off, so uh, I think he's maybe got to a point in his life where he's actually cut out all the nonsense outside of football, and he's, he's concentrating on the football, and it's obviously paying dividends. Uh, he looks like he's found his like it's I found home. a kind of place with mother. Aye, aye. Aye. Yeah, but I mean, top of Dundee United again, Ross. They're fourth on the table, so fourth best team in terms of form at the moment, <clears throat> league standing as well. Got some good players in their team. I think William's right. The script of the game will always go. Certainly they'll have possession, tail off after 30 minutes, bit of a ding-dong, and there'll be probably a single goal in it. That's the way it probably is going to go, isn't it? Well, uh, it really depends if, if Celtic are more clinical than they were the night. If, they're, if they start off like they started the night and they're more clinical, it, it could be a comfortable day. If they don't take their chances early, then that's when it starts to get a bit more difficult and then Dundee United start coming back into the game. So if Celtic start in the front foot like they usually do, they need to be clinical in that first 20 minutes in every game domestically. And if they are, they'll blow teams away most of the time. But if they're not, that's when they start to struggle. And that's when, I've got to say, found wanting. No found wanting because they're the night. They weren't found wanting. They got over the line. Uh, so I... I Every single game, I think how it's going to go. You could say about any game of football, really hinges on the first twenty minutes. Uh, mm, and if Celtic yeah, are clinical in, in the first twenty minutes, half an hour, it takes the game away for lesser teams. So yeah. that's what I, we I need to I, do. I think what possibly could affect the game as well if if Jada is out and you're having the switch. If Mikey Johnson plays, if, oh, just, I hope not again. Not the pigeonhole the fella, but I mean. As you look for your hands, Ross. <laughs> but I will say before we go on the line up the score predictions, everyone knows now, it's, it's well out there, that we've been invited to take part in the Celtic State of Mind charity weekender over the 4th and 5th of December. So this weekend coming, this goes out on the Friday, so the day after and the Sunday. And fellas, you were involved in a wee recording for a show for the Celtic State of Mind, guys. Anthony hosting 
Franny, William, and Ross yourself. How was it? It was really good, mate. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought Anthony had done a stellar job taking the reins and sitting in your seat, so to speak. Uh, and it was really good to go over a, a, a season old and reminisce and actually think back to when life used to be good when you were 18. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself, William, did you enjoy the, the wee uh, special we've done for the Southeast of the Men, guys? I did. I uh, really, really, really appreciate him having us on. And um, it's, all, it's all for a great cause. So, guys, if you're watching, get, get on it at the weekend. And I know it's Christmas time, but uh, even a couple of quid, just try and donate because it's for a great cause. But with, with regards to the pod, it was absolutely superb. Gone down memory lane, like uh, uh, Ross was saying there. Back to the, the good times. I know I don't look old enough because it was twenty years ago, but uh, it's uh, it was incredible. You laughing at? As 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 the light shines off his head. That, that camera is HD, by the way, and there's not a blemish on there. But... <laughs> Um, aye, going back and talking about that team, which um, was the, the best in, in our, our lifetime for me, so uh, it was fantastic. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and obviously the viewers will know, William, recently you've had a new style in your, your podcast. You've been in a bunker, secret location, and you've actually decorated the bunker with some nice flags behind it. But just to let you guys know who are listening and watching, these flags appeared first on the Celtic State of Mind special that we done so that's a wee bit of end the sales podcast trivia for you all for the, the quiz we have planned soon but again guys get into the the weekend's game obviously nine up and score prediction as we always do ross and i'll come to yourself for it first uh lineup wise again like we've touched on it's it's all going to hinge on the next couple of days and what the news comes out who's going to be fit who's going to be not i think it's fair to say that it looks like Jota is a hamstring injury, so I don't think he'll be fit. Um, Carter Vickers, you don't know. But we, the knowledge I've got the now, then you would have to say heart and goals, Starfelt be very, gone. Very limited knowledge, Ross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shots fired, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> I think that'll be 2-1, is it? I think it could be, aye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, well played. <laughs> um, so aye, heart and goals. I think um, I'd go Juranovic on the right, Montgomery left, Starfield and Beaton, and then uh, Rogic, Turnbull, McGregor, Forrest on the left, Kyogo, and. Abada and Adaba. Um, Adaba. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go three one Celtic. Oof, three one. Go ahead, William. What about you? I think I'll be barring the injuries. I think I'll be the exact same team that Ross has just said. Uh, Pure Yes, now, now that now that Rogic's well, you know me. <laughs> uh, now that Rogic is back, I'd like to see us playing a bit more. Like I know Andrew Stella is to get it out to the wings. It's funny that we're sitting talking about that, and it's, it's about hitting the wings. And Kyogo's our number one. And we're talking about how, like, a target man like a Jan Vereger Hessel would be perfect in this. And we've got a five foot nothing <laughs> that's built like a twiglet up front. And that's who, we're, and he's our number one striker. It's bonkers. Uh, I think we're all getting the team now driving for that midfield. I'd love to see us trying to 
play in between with Kyogo's movement in between one of the fullbacks and the centre half if he's getting in there and just and just slipping on one trying to get on one on one of the keepers. So um I think Rogic is gonna be massive coming back. Uh mm-hmm. I, I think we'll win two 0 Ooh, two 0 nice one. I'm gonna go Hart, Juranovic, Starfelt, Fickers, hopefully he's back, Montgomery. Gonna go James McCarthy to come back in with Rodzik and McGregor. Up top, Abada, Kyogo, and Forrest. I think it's pretty... You can pick itself when you get them injuries. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, score prediction, I'll go 2-1, Celtic. I think it'll be a tight game, and I think there'll be goals on both ends. I can't imagine Dundee United will sit back the whole game, especially being a Tandai, so I want to give their fans something to shout about. So, 2-1 I'll go for. But in terms of the show, fellas, that's us finished. But we'll move on to... The quiz, which I've really badly prepared in my own head here, so this could go horribly oh. wrong or really in your good. Head? Oh, in my head. How, how in do we even know the answer? How do we know the answers are right that you've got in your head? I don't even know the answers. <laughs> so I'm asking you guys. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Is that a Yuri Yarasek special? Oh, I, I could be one. I could be one. Oh, 100%. God. <laughs> right, let's go for it. Obviously, five questions, first to three. Who won the most recent Ballon d'Or? Messi. Messi. 1-0. Who's Celtic's number eight? Kyogo. One each. Three players from the offensive for Celtic. Who were they? What? What did you say? Um, Ralston. Ralston. Uh, Jota and Welsh 2-1 I didn't even hear what you fucking said <laughs> <laughs> this is an right, you ready you ready uh-huh. don't speak hearts have a former <laughs> hearts have a former Celtic goalkeeper who is it Craig Gordon 3-1 Ross Man. boom okay, for, for me for me for me in my own head I'm actually pretty proud of myself I was I was a bit a bit shaky there. I was hoping you weren't going to keep going and going. So I'm glad Ross cleaned up there. And obviously, for the people who are listening to us as well, just subscribe, hit the bell, notify them we go live. It's totally free. We're building our subscriber base and hopefully people are enjoying it because we're really enjoying it too. And fellas, next on our agenda is the, the Christmas night out of the Carry deal. Sweet. Are you looking forward to that one? Oh, I am. Hold, hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> Three-piece <laughs> suit. Three piece sitting an overnighter with the boys. God Almighty, you could oh, do that. Me and William spooning. Looking forward Aye, to that. This may be the last uh, time you see me on this podcast, folks. <laughs> I might not make it but, out alive. But to the people as well, get stuck into the Assembly City Mines Harley Weekender. Definitely. All the proceeds go to the St. Mary's mm-hmm. Paris who help families in poverty, which again, we've spoken about this before. Shouldn't be happening as day and age, but just get on it. Donate what you can and look out for your own, as they say. So until we speak again, stay well and keep safe. Heel, heel.